You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Good Thursday afternoon, Packers fans. Welcome to Packers Total Access. I'm your host, Clayton, and you can find us on Packernet.com. You can actually find me on Twitter at Packers underscore access. And we've got a quick show for you guys today. I know typically we don't do a Thursday show, but we thought with all the excitement of the schedule release coming out uh, here on, on Thursday evening that we would go ahead and get that information to you guys in a podcast form. We're not going to deep dive into it too much. Um, what we're going to do is just lay out the opponents. We're going to lay out the exact dates, um, which network will be covering it, if indeed that is available as we go over this. And we're going to get this pod out to you real quick. That way you guys can kind of get caught up if you didn't get a chance to check out the uh, the actual show that has the schedule release or you didn't get a chance to read up on it. You could just download this podcast, get the information real quick, and then know in advance, guys, that come Sunday when we do Packers Total Access, Jacob and I are actually going to break down the schedule, and we're going to do a very, very, very early uh, pick-ems, okay? We're going to we're gonna kind of come up with a win-loss total based off the information that we have right now and really kind of fire from the hit, but we want a little bit of time to, uh, to think about what we think those results will be. So on today's show, again, we're going to cover the 2020 NFL schedule release for the Green Bay Packers, but also um, we're going to do a little bit of history and we're going to dive into the 1919 Green Bay Packers. We're going to highlight their schedule as well, just to kind of show you in contrast just how much things have changed. And this was the inaugural season for the Green Bay Packers. I thought that would be real fun to jump into. And we're just going to do that. We're going to climb right in here, and we're going to try to make this a very quick podcast. We don't want to belabor the point when it comes to the schedule. Obviously, we're going to deep dive into it Sunday. We just want to get the info to you. But when it comes to the 1919 Packers, I'm not going to go into great detail about Curly Lambeau and how the team was founded. I feel like that's a uh, a show for another day, just the the founding right of the Green Bay Packers. We're just going to strictly talk about the 1919 Green Bay Packers, and we're, we're going to actually read off the roster. We're going to talk about the schedule. We'll list the results as well. But first things first, uh, the team did have a sponsor. Uh, the, you know, it said since the team needed funds for uniforms and equipment, Lambeau entered an agreement with his employer, the Indian Meat Packing Company. The company provided $500, and Lambeau agreed to name the team after it. At first, the team was denoted the Green Bay Indians, but by the end of the year, the press was referring to the team as the Packers, and the name just kind of stuck. The company also allowed the team to use an open lot on company property for practices three times a week. So not only did they sponsor the team and say, hey, here's $500 to go buy uniforms and equipment, but they also said, we've got this empty lot here on our business property. You guys can use it three times a week to practice. Pretty cool stuff. Now, as you guys know, as time went on, 
the Indian Packing Company actually uh, uh, changed their name. I don't know if they folded, it changed ownership, if they decided just to get away from the name Indian Meat Packing Company, um, but they end up changing it to the Acme Packers. So you guys have probably seen the famous photos of, of Curly Lambeau wearing the uniform that said Acme Packers on it. That's why. Just a quick little note there. But uh, a lot of people don't know where they actually played. You know, some people just assume they played at City at City Stadium, which is where East Green Bay High School sits right now. And we're going to do a later episode where we dive into all three homes that the Packers had as far as their home stadium. But for the 1919 season, the Packers actually played their home games in a place called Hegemeister Park. Park. It was actually a vacant lot next to East Green Bay High. Okay. Um, there were no bleachers, and fans could watch the game for free. Walking along the sideline next to the next to the line of scrimmage, the field was sectioned off by ropes. Although the fans sometimes entered the field of play during particularly exciting parts of the game, at halftime the players would gather in the end zone to discuss strategy, and the fans would often join the discussion. To pay to pay, to pay player salaries, a hat was passed around the crowd for donations. The Packers played eight games at Hegemeister Park in their first season. So I want to recap that. This Hegemeister Park, if you guys have never been to Green Bay, I want you to picture the city of Green Bay, okay? Imagine this city, and there was there's a river that runs right through the middle of it. It's called the Fox River. And on on the east side of Fox River, right, is the downtown Green Bay area. On the west side is kind of uh, what what in the early stages was kind of the rural area of Green Bay, okay? Now it's a lot of neighborhoods. There's several businesses over there as well. Obviously, it's grown over the last 100-plus years, right? But it's important to kind of understand the landscape because when it comes to the Green Bay uh, community, there was a lot of turmoil between east and west. I believe that the east side of town was actually named after a fort, originally and it wasn't even known as Green Bay. I may have those switched, but they didn't even acknowledge half of the city as the city. But they talked about this intense rivalry that the two high schools had. You had Green Bay East and Green Bay West. And and there is I mean that's a show for another day there, just hearing some of the stories of the rivalries of how they had spotters that would come over and try to sneak in and, and get information of what the high school, you know, was practicing as far as their football team goes. And they would have people that would work security making those spotters leave. It was just everything you see in the fall when it comes to high school football, you still see those great rivalries all across the country. I know down here in Tennessee it's no different. We have some great, great rivalries. A lot of pranks are uh, played, a lot of uh, uh, pretty uh, bad-natured uh, chants that go on from the stands and, and the student section. It's just a lot of fun, and that's how it was here in the early 1900s in Green Bay. But Again, imagine the Fox River divides Green Bay in half, right? Well, on the east side of the river is where Hegemeister Park was. Now, it was a little bit inland, and now it's it's kind of a, a downtown city area, if you will. Uh, but at the time, it was called Hegemeister Park. It was a beautiful park, trees scattered about, and they actually tied ropes around trees to rope off the playing field. And as you heard right here, there was times that the fans would, would get so excited they would actually enter the field of play, right? It's just uh, just a different time, really cool. Um, close to that area now in Green Bay is a small restaurant called Hegemeister Park, and it's on my short list to visit this year. Last year when we went to Green Bay to watch the Packers Seahawks, my wife and I, we really spent our time over near Lambeau Field because we hadn't been there in, in several years and seen the expansion and all that. We stayed at the Kohler, the Lodge Kohler, I should say. We got to visit the new Tidal Town, all that. 
Next time when we go back, we're going to stay at the Hotel Northland, which is actually where the players stayed for the most part. This real nice, fancy, uh, old-school um, hotel. We're also going to visit the old Green Bay Press Gazette building, the old front office building where the Packers actually uh, worked before Lambeau Field was, uh, was built. So that side of town was kind of king when it came to football and uh, and the Green Bay Packers back then. But this this uh, this park sat right next to where East Green Bay High School is right now. And actually, if I understand correctly, the part the 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 high school, the east side of the high school building, actually was built over that portion of the park where the players played. And then, of course, we know they moved into East Green Bay High, uh, you know, field to uh, to use that as their stadium. But again, we're going to cover stadiums on a later episode. I'm really excited about that because we'll be covering Hegemaster Park. Um, we'll be covering City Stadium over at uh, Green Bay High, and then we'll be covering, obviously, um, the uh, construction and, and ongoing redevelopment of Lambeau Field. But to get into the schedule and the season results, I should say, um, let's go through the schedule real quick. Game one was September 14th. They played Menominee North End AC. They won that game 53 to nothing. It was at Hegemeister Park. Week two was September 21st. It was Marinette Northerners at Hegemeister Park. They beat them. The Packers won that game 61 to nothing. September 28th, they played New London. They won that game 54 to nothing at Hegemeister Park. October 5th, they played Sheboygan Company C. Guys, they won that game on October 5th against Sheboygan Company C. 87 points to zero. Again, at Hegemeister Park. So you can only imagine the buzz that's created around this team, right? Um, up next, we had week five, October 12th, was Racine Iroquois. They, uh, the Packers won that game 76-6. to um, That was at Hegemeister Park. Now, here's their first road game of the season, October 19th at, whew, this is going to be a tough one to pronounce, Ishpingen, I believe is how you say it, Ishpeming maybe? They won that game, the Packers being they, won that game 33 to nothing, and it was played in that part of Michigan. It's Ish Pimming, maybe, Michigan. Um, week 7, October 26th, they played uh, Oshkosh Professionals. The Packers won that game 85 to nothing at Hegemeister Park. November 2nd, they played the Milwaukee Maple Leaf AC. The Packers won that game 53 to nothing at Hegemeister Park. November 9th, the Chicago Schiller AC. Um, I'm assuming that stands for Athletic Club, would be my guess. But they beat the Chicago Schiller AC 46 to nothing at Hegemeister Park. November 16th, they played at the Stambog Miners. They won that game 17 to nothing, and that was played in Stambog, Michigan. And then November 23rd, the final game of the season, they played at the Beloit Ferries. Wow. Not very masculine, right? At the Beloit Ferries, and the Packers actually lost that game 0-6, to finishing the season at 10-1, and they did play that on the road at Beloit, um, Wisconsin. So, to recap, the Packers played 11 games their very first season after forming a team being sponsored by the Indian Meatpacking Company, and they finished the season 10 and, with a 10-1 record. And here's the big stat, guys. They outscored their opponents that year 565-12. to 12. Absolutely dominated. Let's run through the roster real quick. 
You had Nate Abrams. You had Henry Tubby Barrow. I <laughs> love it. You had Bradley, just the name Bradley. I don't know if it was his first name, his last name. Who knows? I don't even know if his mama knows, but his name was Bradley. You had Jim Coffin. You had John Deshardines. You had Dutch Dwyer and his brother, Riggy Dwyer. I've heard of the Dwyer brothers. They said that they were excellent football players. Jen Gallagher. Jen, I'm pretty sure, was a guy, although that would be really cool if it was a female. But then you had Fritz Gavin, Wally Ladro. You had Curly Lambeau himself, Wes Leeper, Herman Martell, Al Martin, Orlo Wiley McLean, Andy Muldoon, Herbert Nichols, Al Petka, you had Sammy Powers, Gus Rosenau, Charlie Sauber, Kyle the Cowboy Wheeler, <laughs> Milt Wilson, Martin Zoe, and his brother Carl Zoe. And uh, it's notable that Curly Lambeau obviously served as the team captain uh, the inaugural 19, uh, 1919 season, while Willard Ryan served as the head coach. It says in the early 1900s, the position of team captain was more closely related to the modern position of head coach, which is why the Packers consider Lambeau to be their first coach. So again, there I thought with uh, with the, the release of the 2022 schedule, why not go back in time and look at the very first season that the Green Bay Packers played. I'm sorry, the Indian Packers played and, uh, and their schedule with their results again, 565 to 12 absolutely unbelievable now let's just take a quick break and we're going to dive into the 2022 Packers schedule and get all the details there we all have smartphones and we all know they're pretty amazing but they also can be amazingly distracting especially when we're around other people so U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five that's right a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones and to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing slab packs from arenaclub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy slab packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
Okay, first things first, let's mention the opponents that the Green Bay Packers will play both home and away, okay? And uh, we had this information for quite some time, but just a quick recap before we actually tell the, the dates of each game. For the home schedule, the Packers will play the Chicago Bears, the Detroit Lions, the Minnesota Vikings, the Dallas Cowboys, the Los Angeles Rams, the New England Patriots, the New York Jets, and the Tennessee Titans. Uh, on the road, the Packers will play the Chicago Bears, the Detroit Lions, the Minnesota Vikings, the Buffalo Bills, the Miami Dolphins, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and the Washington Commanders. And then in London, of course, the Packers will be playing the New York Giants with their first trip across the pond to play there in front of the, uh, the London crowd. So the thing that catches my eye right off the bat, there's some big opponents to schedule, guys. I mean, when you're talking about the Dow outside of the division, the Dallas Cowboys, the Los Angeles Rams, the New England Patriots, and the Tennessee Titans all at home. Those are going to be premium tickets right there. That's going to be must-see TV. And then on the road, traveling to Buffalo. Uh, you know, Buffalo is one of those towns that, much like the Green Bay Packers, they're a small market. Their fans are absolutely awesome. I have more friends that are Buffalo Bills fans than any other team in the league other than the Packers, obviously. They're just a great, great group of, of guys. Then you also have a, a trip you're taking to Tampa Bay, so you're going to get Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady um, down there in Tampa. So that's kind of a, a quick glimpse of the opponents. Now let's dive into the details. All right, the schedule just went live, so here we go, guys. Let's start off with the preseason. Preseason week one at the San Francisco 49ers. Preseason week two, the New Orleans Saints at Lambeau Field. Preseason week three, at the Kansas City Chiefs. And of course, you've got the bye week. So starting September the 11th is week one, and the Green Bay Packers will play at the Minnesota Vikings at 3.25 p.m. That game will be on Fox. Week two is the home opener. That's Sunday, September the 18th. It's going to be Sunday night football against the rival Chicago Bears. That's one that's on the short list for me of potentially going to that game. That's going to be uh, that's going to be such a great great environment. Nice September evening. That's going to be awesome. Week three, Sunday, September the twenty fifth. The Packers will be playing at Tampa Bay. That's a three twenty five p.m. kickoff um, on Fox. And I'll tell you, that one kind of makes me a little bit, ugh, because we know how the Packers tend to struggle uh, down there in Florida. And obviously, September 25th is still going to be very, very hot um, as far as, uh, you know, the weather is uh, is concerned. So uh, that one I, I'm not very happy with. Week 4, Sunday, October the 2nd, is going to be the New England Patriots at Lambeau Field. 325 kickoff. That will be on CBS. Most likely will be uh, Jim Nance and Tony Romo calling that game. Um, week 5, Sunday, October the 9th, will be the New York Giants. That will be our London game, and that will be at 8.30 a.m. Guys, I don't know if anybody else is excited about that, but to think that we're going to wake up on Sunday morning and be able to literally right off the bat, 8.30 in the morning, watch the Packers play over in London. That crowd's going to be hopping. We know how all of our all of our uh, Packer backers are across seas. Um, it's going to be that's going to be an awesome, awesome environment. I'm really looking forward to that game. I know some people it's kind of gotten mixed reviews, but I'm excited about it. Um, week six, Sunday, October the 16th. 
The New York Jets will play the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field. That's a 12 noon kickoff on Fox. I love those noon kickoffs, especially at Lambeau. Um, week 7, Sunday, October the 23rd, will be at the Washington Commanders. Another 12 o'clock kickoff. That will be on Fox as well. Week 8, Sunday, October the 30th. You definitely want to circle your calendars for this one. This is going to be, uh, I think, a, a great measuring stick for the Green Bay Packers because they're going to be playing at the Buffalo Bills, and that will be a 7:20 kickoff. So that will be Sunday night football, prime time. Aaron Rodgers versus Josh Allen. Um, I think the Buffalo Bills are a top three team in the league. That's going to be a great measuring stick for these Green Bay Packers. Week 9, Sunday, November the 6th, the Packers will play at the Detroit Lions. That will be a 12 noon kickoff on Fox. Week 10, Sunday, November the 13th. This is a big one, too. This is another one that I might potentially go to. Is The Green Bay Packers will be hosting the Dallas Cowboys. 325 kickoff on Fox. Guys, this is Mike McCarthy returning to Lambeau Field for the very first time. If you guys listen to my podcast regularly, you know... Um, I like Mike McCarthy. I appreciate everything he did for the Green Bay Packers. I agree with Aaron when, I, when he says, you know, we should show him respect and and uh, appreciate what he did for the team. Although we know Aaron and he seem to have a little bit of a falling out there toward the end. Um, I have a lot of respect for Mike McCarthy and what he did uh, for this team. And um, it's going to be cool to see him come back to Green Bay. I really, really hope the fans give him a standing ovation and welcome him back. Um, you know, just to kind of show that, hey, look, we appreciate what you did. And then when the whistle blows and the game kicks off, heckle the heck out of them because it's all about getting that dub at that point. Um, week 11, Thursday night football, our very first Thursday night football game will be November 17th, the Tennessee Titans at Lambeau Field. That will be a 7:15 kickoff, and that will be on Amazon Prime for Thursday night football. That's what this schedule is showing, so I'm assuming – that might be exclusive. It kind of looks like. I feel like they would mention if it wasn't, but it's showing Amazon Prime on here. Week 12, Sunday, November the 27th. So this will be another Sunday night football game. The Green Bay Packers will travel to Philadelphia to play the Philadelphia Eagles on the road. Again, that's Sunday night football on NBC. Week 13, Sunday, December the 4th, will be at the Chicago Bears, that's a 12 noon kickoff, guys. On December 4th, that's going to be some cold, cold football up there in Chi-Town. And, uh, again, that will be on Fox. Week 14, we get our bye week. I'm not a big fan of the late bye. Um, I guess if you're making a playoff push, I can kind of see the positive of it. I personally like to see an earlier bye um, simply because I want those cold-weather games at Lambeau. That's just how I am. I'm kind of old school like that. I love cold-weather football at Lambeau Field. It doesn't get any better. But the good thing is, guys, really take, take into consideration this. You play the Bears in Week 13, right? 12 noon kickoff. Then you've got a bye week, and then your next game isn't until Monday Night Football, December 19th, against the defending Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams at Lambeau Field, simulcast ESPN, ABC, Monday Night Football. It doesn't get any bigger than that. That's the game right now that's first on my list. That's probably the one I'm going to go to. Monday Night Football, primetime, coming off a long bye week. I mean, extra long bye week. You're talking about having your bye week and then waiting to play Monday Night Football, getting an extra day or two there to kind of recover. I think that will... uh, 
will come in handy for the Packers now that I think about it that late bye. Um, that's really, really good timing there for them. Um, so, again, they're going to be playing the Super Bowl champions on December 19th, Monday Night Football. Week 16, you've got a Sunday noon kickoff, December 25th. This is Christmas Day football, guys, at the Miami Dolphins on Fox. I wish it was at Lambeau because, you know, Christmas and cold weather just kind of goes together. But you know what? The fact that the Packers are playing on Christmas Day, to me, it's it's just it's the same exact feeling as Thanksgiving Day football. You know, everybody gets together, they kind of get up and exchange gifts in the morning. Everybody's kind of hanging out. You know, you got some some good food that's been cooking. Everybody's gonna sit down to eat right around noon, and there's gonna be a Green Bay Packers game at the Miami Dolphins kicking off. That's gonna be awesome there on Fox. Uh, week 17 Sunday. This is uh, January the first, New Year's Day. Um, pretty cool that that's going to be the anniversary of the Ice Bowl, right? Anytime you're playing football on New Year's Day, that kind of comes to mind. And that's going to be coming up on an episode of the Packers History uh, uh, segment of the podcast too, guys. I've got to jump into the Ice Bowl. And that's that's another one, much like Curly Lambeau, I'm a little bit nervous about because, man, what a story. What it, It's something that... You know, it is. It does meet the criteria of greatness. You know, they say. You know, John Madden said, "Greatness. The criteria for greatness is um, not being able to tell the story of something without mentioning this topic, this person, this event. And you cannot tell the history of the Green Bay Packers without mentioning the Ice Bowl. Um, definitely the greatest game they ever played, in my opinion. The most historic. Um, the fact that we're playing a game on New Year's Day is pretty cool. That's going to be a 325 kickoff on CBS. Most likely will be Tony Romo and Jim Nance calling that one. Um, that's going to be against the Minnesota Vikings. If the Vikings do step up this year and actually compete, then that game right there is going to be very, very, very important for the Green Bay Packers. And uh, it being at Lambeau Field as well. I mean, I can already hear the promos, guys. And, and they're going to show pregame the Ice Bowl footage and say, you know, this is the however many year anniversary it is of the Ice Bowl and it being at Lambeau Field. going to be a cold game. It's going to be awesome. And then we wrap up the season, guys, with week 18. Um, it says January 7 or 8. That's to be determined. Um, I guess they're going to try to flex that out to where if there are playoff implications, maybe. I'm not sure exactly what the to-be-determined um, entails there, but it's going to be against the Detroit Lions Week 18. I really like that because, you know, God forbid, for whatever reason, we're in a gridlock for a playoff spot. I can't think of another team that you would want to play uh, Week 18, the final week of the season, for a chance to um, either increase your seed as far as a playoff berth or just getting in as a wild card team than the Detroit Lions. Um, that's going to be great to be able to kind of finish the season up there. So, again, that's your schedule. Like I said, guys, Sunday we're going to break down the schedule a little more detailed, and, and Jacob and I are going to kind of look at wins and losses and that type of thing. I was going to kind of run through here and look at the schedule and just give you a quick glimpse of what I think without looking at the details, without looking at the quarterback matchups, the head coaching matchups, what I was saying on a previous podcast about – uh, you know how well the the uh, the left tackle position is secured for each team, and what kind of edge defenders that team has, because I feel like those are priorities when it comes to picking wins and losses. I'm going to go through real quick and give you wins and losses, and kind of come up with a total. But again, we're going to dive into that deeper on Sunday with Jacob. 
All right, I'm going to try to do this on the fly and not be too confusing. We're just going to rattle them off. I'm going to tally up the wins losses just at first glance, and then I'll give, like I said, my exact win 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 loss uh, prediction as the rosters sit right now. We'll do that on Sunday. But week one at Minnesota, I'm going to say week one. You know the Packers struggled last year at week one, right? Just just at a quick glance, you guys are going to hate me for it, but I'm going to count that as a loss. Week one at the Vikings on the road. Week two, Chicago Bears at home. That's a win. Week three at Tampa Bay on the road. I think that this is the year that Tom Brady begins to fall off a little bit. He's got that money in the back of his mind that, you know, reportedly rumored, whatever, $375 million to call games for Fox, which I'll be honest with you, I'm really excited to hear the GOAT in the booth. But I don't, I don't think that he's going to come out and perform the way that he has in the past. So I'm going to count that as a win. I think we go down to Tampa and get a win there. It's going to be a tough game there in the heat, but we're going to get the win. Um, week four, there against the Patriots at home. I'm going to call that, I'm going to call that a win at home. If it was on the road, I'd probably go with the Patriots there. But just at first glance, I'm going to say Packers at home. We got that one in London. Packers versus the Giants. I'm, I'm going to say that's a win. Um, New York Jets at home. For week six, that's a win. They could play that on the moon, and I believe the Packers will win that game. <laughs> on the road at the Washington Commanders, I'm going to say that's a win. Um, at the Buffalo Bills, that's going to be too tough for me to call there. I'm calling that a loss. I think the Packers dropped that game week eight. Um, just at first glance, like I said, we'll dive into it Sunday, but I'm going to say that's a loss right now. At the Detroit Lions, week nine, I think that's a win. Um, at home against the Dallas Cowboys, week ten. I'm going to call it a win. I think that'll be a great game. That could go either way. But if I had to say right now, I would say the Packers could pull that off. Um, week 11, Tennessee Titans, you know, the way they matched up the last time they played, and it was at Lambeau Field. You guys remember in the snow there, they did a good job of shutting uh, shutting King Henry down. So I think the Packers can get a win there. Um, at the Philadelphia Eagles, Sunday night football, that's tough to win in Philly on the road, man. It really is, and, I, and I, I feel like they made great strides this year. You know, they got A.J. Brown now. Um, that's tough, man. I, I want to say the Packers, but the fact that it's on the road, I'm going to call that a loss at first glance. Um, week 13 at the Chicago Bears, I'm going to count it a win. I'm saying we're sweeping the Bears. Um, then you got the bye week, week 14. Week 15, the L.A. Rams at home at Lambeau Field. It's going to be cold weather football December 19th. Um, I think that the uh, I think the Packers pull that off there um, at the Miami Dolphins on Christmas Day. Man, I hate to spoil Christmas for all of us, but I got to be honest, guys. Um, that Miami Dolphins team, I think they're going to make great strides this year, and it's not because of Tariq Hill. I just feel like uh, they're they're going to kind of uh, pull together, rally together, and play good football. <sighs> Again, it's in the heat. That's a tough one to call. At first glance, I'm going to say that's a loss to Miami. I, I, I've kind of been watching the Patriots play a lot the last several years because I like Belichick. I like following that team. I love that winning culture that he's developed. And, man, just seeing how they play against uh, very well-prepared teams and, and the way that they always compete with the Patriots, I think that's going to be a tough win for the Packers uh, down there 
um, on Christmas Day in Miami. So I'm going to call it a loss. And then uh, back home on New Year's against the Minnesota Vikings, the anniversary of the Ice Bowl, there's no way we're letting those queens leave that leave Lambeau Field with a victory. So we're calling a win for the Packers. And then wrapping it up week 18, assuming that we aren't sitting the starters again like last year, uh, let's say the starters are playing and, and for whatever reason it's a meaningful game, I think the Packers get a win against the Detroit Lions right there in week 18. Obviously, I did that on the fly. I didn't have any kind of uh, you know preset notion. I wasn't sitting there going, oh, man, I really hope they do this. But I think it's kind of funny that um, just randomly going through, quick glimpse, looking at it without us diving into it like we're going to on Sunday, I came up with 13 wins and four losses, which that seems to be the number for Matt LaFleur's 13 wins. So I'm really, really eager to see what Vegas comes out with a win, uh, you know, win-loss total for the Packers. Um, I actually hit pretty good on that. Um, for all you gambling junkies out there, the last two years I went with the Packers over the number and uh, and lucked up and hit that both years. So I think 13, 13 and 4 is reasonable. I could see an 11-win season as well. I don't see a situation, as long as people stay healthy, that we, uh, we win any less than 11 games. All right, guys, that's it. Nothing flashy. Just wanted to kind of uh, go through that schedule, the 1919 season. Um, there and kind of just show you how how that very very first season for the Green Bay Packers or the Indian Packers, I apologize, um, kind of what their schedule looked like and compared it to to today's schedule. And I thought it'd just be kind of a a neat little uh, little story to throw out there, something real quick, so we could get this out as we did highlight the new schedule. So hope you enjoyed this. I know it was kind of quick, kind of short, but that's what I wanted it to be. We just wanted to get you kind of a surprise podcast out that way while you guys are grinding away at work, provide for your family um, uh, tomorrow you'll have a podcast to listen to and just kind of get my quick take on the uh, on the schedule release so as always thank you for your time really really appreciate you uh, taking the time to drop in here and hang out with us um, as we always say guys let's uh, let's don't let it get biased let's go out and be the change that we want to see in the world and as always go pack go Third down, just to go. The Peter, 